Hey, welcome Black Tribe M456 Mandate. 456 Malachi, come on. God is on the planet right now turning the hearts of parents to children and children back to parents. Spiritual and in every way, we're watching it, we're hearing it. We're pretty excited today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, babe. You mean the gospel is good news? The gospel is good news. For everyone? The kingdom is no. The gospel of the kingdom. Not for everyone. It's for everyone. Really? It is. It's for everybody. Okay, I'll have to go study that. Really? You should. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, welcome, guys. Hey, um, GaryandLisaBlack.com, if you need to reach out to us. We did a marriage intensive a few weeks ago. Pretty incredible. We're going to be doing another one in April. Um, another and one in the summer. Another one in the summer. If you would like us to come to your area, please hit us up. And we're still looking for people to interview on the podcast about their covenant, covenant story. story. We've, what is we've your changed it from marriage story to covenant story? What is your covenant story? We're, we're probably going to write a book about it. I hope I think we are, are going to start writing tomorrow. Babe. You got to start writing. Okay. okay. I'll get back. Here we that. go. Where are we going today? Well, Mrs. I, Black? Uh, people have been reaching out to us because there's been another, you know, fall of a guy that a lot of people followed and, and loved. And, um, I was sad talking to them because they're hurt but at the same time like but if you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you are a defender of the character of God you should know the difference between a human being who has made some not great choices but claim to be versus the character of God Ooh, a defender of the character yeah, of God. Yeah, I feel I like, like that, that is actually a, a name that God's given me, and I mm. and I see it in other people, is I get angry when people falsely accuse God or when people look at a leader or a cult leader or any kind of leader, and then they say, well, I'm just, I'm done with God. Okay, well, that means you're a boy or a girl. Right. Because a woman or a, a man little boy would or a little be like, girl, well, right. that's a human being who has living in a fallen world, living in a fallen world with all their issues and their narcissism and and living in a broken system and a broken system and all the things we've talked about this last couple of weeks. Yeah. To that, there's a difference though, between the character of God and what people choose to do with what they read in scripture. I agree. That's where we're going guys. Shout out to seven one nine Linder for their studio and letting us use this. They're incredible people. Make sure if you're in Colorado Springs, you hit them up. I like it. I agree a hundredfold. I had a conversation with another person about all of this going on on the planet um, the other day, and they were so angry. They just said everything that they saw, even in the stuff you and I have been involved with, with the world race and G42 and, and all the things that they've watched and all the leaders that they've watched that they just literally can't trust another person ever again. They were, they were very upset that um, some of the leaders from those organizations and I aren't still working together and talking to, to each other all the time. And I was just very honest about it. I look, look, I'm, I believe in unity and I am talking right. to a couple of the leaders, but some of them refuse to. Yeah. Some of them don't want to get to the table, even the ones that taught us to get to the table. Um, some of them are caught up in some cults, some cultic <laughs> action ministries. So they're and, busy. Yeah. And we can't, you can't reach them 
When they know the truth and everyone else is wrong, mm-hmm. that's a good sign of a cult. When they're excommunicating you from their community, you didn't that's a rules. really yeah. good sign of a cult, right? Because you didn't follow their exact rules. Um, and again, there's a lot of rebellious. You and I are rebellious, right? Yeah, we, we bend are. the rules. I mean, we. My philosophy is the rules are there to be to be broken and you you don't ask, don't ask for permission you ask for forgiveness right all those things are true and real you don't believe that morally right you but believe it, in religious in rules leaders yeah if you're to gonna be, yeah shook be up a little in bit. the system of they need to be challenged the western church yeah. you've got to challenge the system yeah and you got to kind of break some rules you gotta like, I, I do love me a because that's all jesus i did. know but i do love me a morally sound leader you know and <laughs> I, I just think too. anytime i'm doing anything i think uh could so and so read this message? Could so and so read this text? Could so, and you know, I delete a lot of stuff. Right. You know, if I'm angry in the moment and I want to say something or yeah, write I the email, just up, don't send it. Don't send it, but delete it. You know, or get rid of it, and and then let it go. You know, if you need to let it go, let it go because it's going to fester in you. It just comes back to forgiveness. And I would like to talk for a second about you know how do we respond to this? Because um, I've I've personally never made anyone that big of a deal. I just never have. I mean, I was raised in the the Baptist church, and then um, you Church of God for a while. Yeah, and I there's been some dun, dun, dun. ministries I've worked in where, like when I was very young in my twenties, the ministry I worked with, we were helping widows and orphans, and we were helping the fatherless, and we were helping fathers become better fathers, and we were giving them tools to do that, and and money to do that, and ways to do that, and education to do that, and wisdom and. And loving them. And I worked on staff with a, one woman that was, you know, um, Baptist, one woman that was Presbyterian, one woman that was Catholic, one woman, you know, we all, and I was a single mom. We all were coming from different backgrounds. Some of us were, were Mexican. Some of us were black. Some of us were white. It was a, we washed each other's feet, prayed for each other, and worked in unity beautifully together. We didn't get distracted by any anything else we just were doing that and it was beautiful and it was effective and and we we hit a lot of people's lives they brought in a military guy a general and he they were going to clean us up a white evangelical (laughs) ladies and gentlemen no he was like he was very militant and we all quit because he took our staff meetings which were mostly us praying for each other and supporting each other and loving each other and coming up with better ways to reach our community he he was like cut that down to five minutes and made it all about rules and regulations and it everything just fell apart like yeah, none, check of the us, box. none of us couldn't you know and maybe that works in the military but it didn't work in when you're dealing with people with broken hearts and I think you can work with anybody if you're like-minded in in the values of the kingdom that you're trying to move forward and that was super clear to all of us and we didn't question it and so we didn't even get Get polluted I with wonder the other if stuff? that's what was meant by every tribe, tongue, and nation Yeah, will come in in unity. We had it, mm. and it was really beautiful, but that was the last time I've had that. Yeah. And that was the last time I've experienced that. And I have to look at myself in that. Maybe I'm sure. the problem. Well, I'm the common denominator. And, I, and again, and that's where Jesus is taking us. Everybody so worried about what's happening worldwide, take a deep breath. Yeah. This isn't the end times. Again, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Uh, that's not a biblical statement. It's not even in the Bible. This isn't the, the world isn't over. Uh, God is cleaning up 
nations. He's cleaning up church. He's cleaning up some individuals. He's going to start exposing more and more. I was on with a pretty prominent leader the other day about uh, some stuff that happened a few weeks ago with Mike Bickle. And he said, look, you're going to be shocked of the hundreds of leaders that will be exposed over the next months. I'm not going to actually be that shocked, but we have to always think about like, that does destroy people, though. Like, we can say it's not it the end of the earth, people. but if you're a little child living in the Gaza Strip right now, it's the end of your world. Yes. You know, I mean, there is, people's lives are ending, and if, and if you're married to a, a leader who has has been unfaithful to you in his, dist- there's a woman's heart who's broken in yes. these things. The ripple effects are unbelievable. It's real. And I think that's what people, that's why scripture says, you know, don't ask to be a leader Yeah, because you're going to be raised to a higher, you're yes. going to have more arrows. The, the more you're raised up, the more people can see you, the more arrows they can shoot at you. And yes. there are people they will that are shoot going to hate you just for being yes, good that's right. because they have their own agenda, but also the people that are affected by that and you have to you and, and I have a lot of regrets of stuff we've of done course. in leadership but but we're, we're keeping we keep leading because yes. we're not afraid to lead well we learn from our mistakes like we sure. do tell younger couples like don't be so compassionate that you load your home up with people that that shouldn't be in that sacred right. space you've, you've got to be careful under the guys. of course yeah but and I'll say this if you're not having arrows shot at you you're not you're probably doing, anything. not doing anything. That's my, yeah. 100%, yeah, right? If nobody hates you. <laughs> if nobody's hating you, <laughs> nobody's you're not speaking that against you, <laughs> posting things about you on Facebook, you're probably doing nothing. So let's do something on the planet. All right, so, so where do you want to go? What do we do when we're disappointed? Like, what do we what do we do when we're Yeah, because I wanted to say that to your statement. We're going to talk to men and women today, not to little boys and little girls. I've been hearing way too much from young people. And when I say young people, 45 maybe and younger, somewhere in that same no, like 40 year olds are the hardest. It's not anything Yeah, else. it's a maturity. Are, are leaving the church or they're never going to trust another leader or. They or don't believe in. The thing that gets me is that I don't, I don't believe in God anymore. Right. And I think, or, well, then you're a child or you never knew him. Well, exactly. Because you're not a defender of Mm-mm. God. You're which not is a your defender statement. of the character of God. Yes. So, yes, should you be sad? Should you be angry? Absolutely. If you had a leader that you trusted, and I know I've made some people sad and angry through the years, and I've repented for that, and I've personally gone to those people that I I know I hurt out of my immaturity and my ignorance. I never sexually did anything like that. I never liked anything major. Deceived anybody. But spiritual abuse, maybe because of my manipulation, because of my ego in my 20s when I was having people call me spiritual father and I had a three-year-old and a two-year-old, you know, it's like, no, that's manipulation and ignorance. And so, yes, I did make people sad and And angry. it sets everyone up for disappointment. Is it okay to be sad and angry if you have a leader that's fallen in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I am a big believer and we have scripture to back it up. But um, you could look at Romans five twelve. But it it we have to grieve our losses, and if <clears throat> trust was something that was lost to you, then you have to grieve that. I would I would allow myself to be angry and upset or disgusted or whatever, but I would keep it in that category of this one person did this. The fallout may may go huge. But your role in it will decide if you're going to be part of the problem or part of the solution. It's really good. Because you can become very hateful and very bitter, and then you can keep speaking evil, and then you can start clumping in everyone you've ever known does this. And you can make it worse and worse. And then your bitterness and your anger will eat you up. And and I want to – that's really good, babe, because all of us lead somebody. 
That's true. I, I read a thing last year said everyone that leads at least leads at least ten thousand people over their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Everyone, the quietest little cubicle emasculated man sitting in the corner at Focus on the Family or whatever has had opportunities. He he yeah. will lead ten thousand people in his life. It does. We don't know what, which way he's going to lead them. Right. But you will have that kind he of influence no matter what. Or right. something else, but but let's read um, what Paul said in Romans 5.12. He said, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Yeah. We all sinned. We all, after the fall, we were born in goodness, Genesis 1. Then because of Adam and Eve and what happened, yes, we've all sinned and fallen short, but we're all redeemed and restored in yeah. Christ, and we become Jesus with skin on. All right, keep going. I like this. Well, and, you know, number two would just be the support of the people. And if we're so focused on our own bitterness and anger, and I know for everyone, the closer you were to that person, the more deceived you feel, the more more damage has been done to you. But what about the people that... Like this was their marriage or this was their parents or this was, I mean, there are people that are really going to be hurt on a personal level. Like if you just go to a church and something happens, okay, it's going to affect you a little bit, but you're not living with this person. They don't, which is how I look at all of life. That's why I don't get upset about a lot of things that other people get upset about. I'm just like, yeah, we went over there for dinner and they are this kind of people and I'm not, I'm not going over there again for a year or whatever. It's right. no big deal. It's not. I'm not sleeping with them. I don't have to raise their kids. I don't have to deal with their dogs. Like, that's not. I, why would I let that ruin something that I'm doing for the next month right. or consume my thoughts or, or the other side of that? Heart? Why would that become something so weird to you that you'd have to go gossip about it to everybody else? Because we like other people to join in to establish that we're right. That we have credibility, that that what I'm feeling is true. Uh, Paul hears of someone who has been caused to stumble, and he burns with indignation. It makes him angry at sin, angry at the devil, and angry at the one who has sinned. So it's okay to be angry. Let me read this scripture to you. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 11. 28 through 29, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. He feels pressure for all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is made to fall and I am not indignant, Paul said. So it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. Paul got angry. Mm-hmm. But what did Paul say about the guy sleeping with his father, his father's wife? He said, put him out to the devil. Like get him out the church, get him, push him out the door, turn him over to the devil, and let him let him roll around in the mud for a while and see mm. what happens. And then just a little bit later, he says, "Okay, he's he's learned his lesson. Restore him now." Okay, but on that, like maybe some of the pastors in this city had to—I don't know if they had to pay back any of the church funds that they used for their meth and their prostitutes. But if <laughs> here's the honest to God truth: <clears throat> life is going—they're going to pay a price. There's no way not to pay a price. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hitler blew his own brains out so he wouldn't because he knew the kind of torture that was coming sure. from. They ultimately are cowards. Absolutely, people that that just create chaos because of their narcissism. When it all hits the fan, their true colors are showed very quickly. They're not. Splat. They're not. They're not men. They're not women. They're right. not warriors. They're right. just pathetic little immature people. Yes. So. One of the things that came up in our discussions is, is, are, is there what is the price that's going to be paid? 
I don't know. Like I, I don't know for immoral failings. There's you're not going to go to court over that. There's not going to be a, there's not going to be something you have to pay back. I mean, stuff is going to happen. But what about the people that are hurt? I mean, it is that is a responsibility that's got to sit on that person's shoulder for the rest of their lives. Has to. And there's no way around it. And whatever influence they had, they probably will never have again. Well, two quick stories on that. So there's a pastor in Denver that had fallen and cheated on his wife with the secretary, which is a very common thing because people of soul still ties. Have secretaries. Um, soul ties that happen when you work intimately with people. That's why you have to be very careful when you're working with the opposite sex. That's why you and I have so much fun working together. We like to work together a lot. <laughs> um, and he... He'd been restored. It'd been about a decade. And he, I was listening to him on a podcast, and he said, you know, the thing I never took into consideration was the ripple effect. Mm. And the guy said, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, so it broke my wife. Oh, yeah. And she stayed with him, but she, he said, He'll never be the same. it broke my children. He, yep. she said, he said, I have a couple of children who still won't talk to mm-hmm. me. He said, but then it started to reach out to the other family members mm-hmm. and then to the church family and into their family members. And he said, the ripple effect of what I did hit tens of thousands yeah, of people. it'll be directly. And he said, and I heard from most of them how pathetic I was. And then the, the other one is, um, you know, Jim Baker, Jim and Tammy Baker. And a lot of you young people won't know who that was, but they had the Disneyland of Christianity, which it still kind of is. Um, no, it's closed out, honey. They well, I know, but that whole the whole thing. Yeah, oh, season of the end of prosperity okay, site. Got, yeah, it's okay, all, got you. It's all got you. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was riding with uh, with Mike Bickle one day in his car, and Mike asked him. He said, "Jim, what after is it like? Yeah, after he'd been out of prison and kind of restored, and that whole crew, Cheon and and Mike and all them restored Jim Baker and brought him back. Now he's selling kits for when the end times comes. Yeah, crap." Anyway, he said, you know, you'll see when we get to the hotel, Mike, what my life is like now. And they drove in and they got, they were checking into the hotel and he gave the um, attendant at the hotel his credit card and she she saw saw his his name name. and just scowled and didn't want to help him. And actually, actually, I think if I remember it correctly, had to ask somebody else to come and help him because obviously she'd been a ripple effect of what he had done to she the body of Christ. She could have been one of donors, you never know. Right? And yeah. he looked at Mike in tears and he said, that's the rest of my life and I'm okay with that. I need to own this. Yeah. Right? So we don't know. We don't know. The effect uh-uh. that we have yeah. and the ripples that go out. But if it's happened to you, it's okay to be sad. Yeah. It's okay to be angry, but you've got to grow the hell up and but get over don't it. don't compare a person's lack of morality with anything having to do with the character of God. Nothing to do that's, with the character okay. of God. So you can be sad, you can be bitter, you can be angry, but to, and for a season, you don't want that to consume you, like move through it, right? Get to the other side and then think about the other people that are affected. Don't be self-focused because first of all, I always, I wish everyone had an opportunity to lead something. Yes. Like if everyone actually had to lead, if everyone (laughs) had to stand up in front of a classroom full of fifth graders who are unruly and not disciplined and not parented 
they would have a lot more compassion for every teacher. If everyone had to bartend for a day, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't ever not leave a tip. If everyone had to work at Walmart as a cashier, they wouldn't be hateful when the line is long. Like we have to, at some point, put ourselves in the other position of people and realize that we don't have all the answers. And the only way to get their perspective is to look from their view. Live their world. Live in their world. Walk in their shoes a mile. And then you might have an opinion. Until then, don't. That's why every sales team I ever trained through the years, I'd make them go work uh, in the ops room. I'd make them go look and work in all the other departments, That's smart. customer service. So I knew when they were screwing up a cell, what customer service had to go through, they knew what they had to go through. But then the customer service people who always hated us as salespeople well, that's how it always actually understood how the, who, what the yeah, salespeople what were the going through. Yeah. And I would make them take them out with them on sales calls. I think that's really smart. Just to show them, right? Because it's true. The last bit on that, when Jesus was face-to-face with death um, at the grave of Lazarus, he burned with sadness and anger. The expression, expression deeply moved in John 11, 33 to 38, signifies not just grief but also anger. Every sin and almost acutely and scandalous sin reminds us that we lie in the shadow of death. A holy, sad anger is a right response. Don't be afraid to weep. Hmm. Right? It's okay to feel it. You, you, with anything that comes our way, we feel it. We feel the emotion of it. Then we own that emotion, and we allow that then to transform us back into spirit. Yeah. If I leave it in my emotions, guys, it's fragmented. When I can hold that feeling, that sadness, that anger, that indignation, that whatever that person did to me, and I can hold that, and then I can start getting to forgiveness, and then I allow it to start transforming me, it changes me. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I keep it in my soul, it stays fragmented. I stay angry and bitter. If I allow it to come into my spirit, man, it becomes whole. It gets redeemed, right? That is the key to anything. If you've been hurt by a church— by leadership, by a ministry, by a person, yes, be fat, be mad, be angry, be sad. Don't spew it all over the place, but you have to get to forgiveness. You've got to own that pain, and you've got to allow yeah. it to transform your heart into to, to being pliable and soft. Because guess what? That could have been you. That could have been you, but also forgiveness doesn't mean going back for more. And I think that's really important for people yes, to realize. Yes, I agree. Like just yep. because you forgive someone doesn't mean you're going to no, sign up no. to there's, join in their There's thing again. so many people we're never going to go serve again. Yeah. But we've forgiven them and we bless them and we're, and we've so moved you on. Speak well of them. Yes. And you just let speak it speak life about because them because life is going to expose right. what needs to be exposed with them, just like it has with us. Yep. <clears throat> we've paid a heavy, heavy price for things we've said and things we've done. Absolutely. And that's what's. And we will you. continue to pay. Yeah, that we'll price. continue to mess up, but we don't mean to. All right. What's next? Um, just. Look at the perspective of literally what needs to happen right now. Because if there's a couple things, like if you have made this, I would ask myself if I was really, really upset about a leader falling, why am I so upset? Because I know it's a person. I know that they they probably take a crap after their coffee every morning, right? <laughs> and they they... They have hard times. They have good times. They have whatever. I think it's these deep things, especially like the thing with Ted Haggard was he spoke so harshly against homosexuality and was so black and white. And then for him to practice it, it was kind of like, yeah, that's very hypocritical. Yes. And I think that's what people Mm -hmm. have a hard time with is when you're and I'm always whenever someone like 
protest too much. I'm always like, why are we protesting too much? Like, what are you not telling us yeah. that you're this? It's like the person who was an alcoholic and is no longer, but now they're addicted to working out or something well, else. Well, yeah. and you know, it's like those guys that go to every, they, they even, so sick, but they even attack like military funerals and they hold up their signs and they're just so hateful. And I just think, but they do it under the guise of God and they quote scripture while they're doing it. But it, that I mean, obviously they're clearly deceived, but they're 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 choosing to be evil. Yes, like they made a choice when they got up that morning. I'm going to be as loud and destructive and hateful as I can be. Right. <laughs> Why do they need to be that loud about hate? I don't understand, but that's what's in their hearts, and I don't know what happened to them to make them like that. But we don't have to tolerate it, right? But we may never understand it either. And I think sometimes when we when we get so loud and hateful on our side in the accusation of a falling leader, are we any better? No. Are we keeping no. it stirred up? Like, I has it lost its juice and we're the ones that keep feeding it? Yeah, the it. point is, is to, we, we got to support the people who are harmed. Yeah. Right? We've got to come around the people. Like... Uh, like the whole bat la- thing, the last that la- that happened with Bickle, somebody that I really love deeply was really deeply affected by that, and there's multiple people, right? Um, but you really love Mike Bickle too. You I love, him. love, love, love Mike Bickle. I mean, the, I mean, the man changed my life and changed tens of thousands of life. Incredible, right? And I and I, and again, there's no judgment in my heart. Could be could be any of us in leadership, but. The people that he hurt, that were hurt by this, the families, mm-hmm. we've got to come around those people. Yeah. you got to come along their side. You can't just say, well, they were weak. And a lot, listen, I've heard it. They well, manipulation well, they were just is weak. manipulation. Uh, well, they were 19 years old yeah. and they were fully manipulated for years and years and yeah. years. And it's dark and deep and horrible. Which could happen to anyone. Right. So when I hear some older person say, well, they, they just weren't strong in their faith. You know, BS. Someone said that? About the victims? I'm not going to say who. Don't but, tell me who. Um, yeah, I mean, and you hear it. So when a pastor falls into sin, a whole church is going to be hurting. When someone with a wider ministry across different churches is snared into a scandal, the shockwaves of pain and saddest, sadness may spread far and wide. We, we must do all we can to support those who are deeply mm-hmm. affected. Right. And what I'm watching on Facebook and from different posts, everybody's posting either one side or the other of leaders that fall and especially this last one and that he could have never done this. And it's divided families that I know personally. Families aren't even talking to each other because one side's taking one side and one's taking another. And guess what? We get to come alongside all those people and we're going to see the truth. The truth will keep unveiling itself. Right. And if anybody, any victim comes forward that's lying, that's going to be seen as well. I hope so. Right. It always is. God says your sin will find you out. If you're falsely accusing somebody, which is why the enemy's called the accuser of the brethren, you're going to be found out for that. I know. So the fear of the Lord on both sides of that table are really is, is really important when it comes to these things. Well, and I think the only way that you could be at a certain level of of leadership like in government or anything else is you got to keep yourself clean all the time like you can't ever you can't let your guard down and that's why you don't ask to be a leader because you can't let your guard down right ever which can be exhausting like my perspective on that from being a single mom was i could never let my guard down because i was the provider and the protector and the leader of my family well i'd call i couldn't always really go into a deep rest 
until I met you and you started carrying those things and I could kind of let my guard down a little bit. It's the same with leadership. If you're making strong statements, if you are asking people to look at you, if you are asking people to listen to you, if you are using your influence and it's, it's growing, you, you have to look at yourself constantly and think about every email, every text, every, and if there's anything that's off, you've got to look at what's in your heart. Right. Well, that's the whole point. But we are at fault. By as followers, by by making anyone a god, like when we were, I was having this conversation with this woman the other day, and she read my book, and she was on our last squad, and that we left halfway through because of everything that was happening with our family. She said, "I never one time thought of you as a person or a woman or a wife or a mother. All we saw you was our leader." And she said, I couldn't, I didn't understand. She said, now that I've read your book, I can't believe you showed up as much as you did. Shout out to all the sacred things, by the way. Make sure you get it if you haven't read it. But that is such an important perspective to have is these are all people. And so we are either going to contribute to their leadership or we're going to take away from it. There are people that are loving anytime someone falls because it proves their point and proves their bitterness. If you're celebrating the fall of a family and the fall of, of influence that was bringing good things to the earth, you have to look at your heart. If you are equating a, le- a human leader with the almighty God, you have to look at your own heart. And you have to decide, who am I going to be in this story? And am I going to lift people up or am I going to get in there with, oh, I got a story to tell. This one time this happened with me, blah, 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 blah. People are always so like pregnant women. Everyone wants to tell their horror story to pregnant women of their labor. We don't need more horror stories. We need some edification and we need some hope. Well, and, and let me say this to that. That's really good, sweetheart. I think you don't have a choice but to trust again. The only way we keep our hearts open is to risk, to trust and confess. Ouch. So if I'm not risking by trusting people because of what somebody else did, mm-hmm. I'm closing my heart. Mm-hmm. And a closed heart is not a good thing. A closed heart cannot hear the Father. Yeah. If we hear Jesus through our hearts, right? It is the brain of our personality. It is our personality. Yeah. And so you when you close your heart, you're closing off communication with the Creator. And so guess what? Yes, you're hurt. Yes, this has been horrible. Yes, it's demoralizing. All the things are true. Own them, hold them, get people in your life to pray for you, and then you get to trust again. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Community is the only way we get to build this thing Family. and come into unity. Yep. Yep. So good, babe. All right, what else? Oh, just, um, you know, where are you going to put your faith in this? Because if you put your faith in a person, the person is going to destroy your faith because they're a person. Your faith always has to be in the Lord. And you have to go back to, I mean, there's a there's reasons why, as you read scripture, Jesus was in a leadership position while he hesitated. Sometimes he was quiet. Sometimes he was angry. Sometimes he said, we've got to serve these people this way. Sometimes he's like, hey, guys, we got to go is he was always listening to the wisdom of his father of what do you take on and what do you what do you move on from we need to be the same 100% we need to be the same so so yes uh, we're gentle in this mm-hmm. stuff we're gentle with one another right we are, we actually practice galatians 5:22 we are the fruits of the spirit we we we're love and when we can actually understand that God is love, he's going to judge us in love. He's not judging us mm. in sin and all these things that we try to make up in the church. He's a God of love. He cannot change. 
Depart from me, I never knew you, means go get unforgiveness out of your heart and come back because I don't recognize unforgiveness, yeah. right? So we've got to be gentle with one another. Um, we, we've got to come around one another. We've got to go slow. We don't mm-hmm. need people. To, the worst thing you can say in these situations is just grow up and get over it. I'm telling you to grow up and get over it. And once you're ready to do that, yeah. once you've, you've owned it and dealt it, dealt with it, forgiven it, and allow the Father to process it inside of you, right? And then um, it's not the end of the story. Yeah, and I would say with that, it's not the end of the story. And be careful of vows you make. Like, do you, be careful to not to make vows. Well, that I'll little never... girl in our marriage intensive was amazing. She just said, "I've made vows against people," and yeah. I could, and she started confessing them. She took it all, and it she healed took her marriage. It yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I think we do that. We we say, "I'll never. I'm done. This is it. This is." And I'm thinking, honey. If you're going to live on the earth a few more years, you're going to get hurt again. Yes. And I think, you know, people that have marriages that break up, I'll never get married again. What if you're missing the love of like the last 15 years of your life, which could be full of joy and great sex and adventure, like because you made a vow and now you got to stick by that vow. I'll right. never, I'll never, I'll right. never. You're like, I don't know. Maybe there's more to this and maybe things need to be exposed and brought to life because the whole system is broken. Yes. Not just one man. If one man has enough influence to take out thousands of people, the system's broken. Right. And it is broken. It's broken. And it's not the end of the story. And all the wars and rumors of wars and everything going on the planet doesn't mean that the end times are here. We're not all going to be in tribulation. Everything is okay. It's hard. It's painful. But if you're We're in a fallen scared, world. Jim Baker has some survival kits for okay, you. Okay, good one. That's a good way to end that. You're welcome, Jim. Uh, I just want to encourage you today, guys. It's not the end. Um, it is the beginning. And the, the, the new covenant. We're new covenant people. The kingdom is never ending. It's always coming. When is Jesus coming back? Absolutely, he's coming back one day. And when we got out of bed today, he came back. Because we, we're God with skin on. We bring life and hope and joy to everyone we meet. Yeah. If a leader has hurt you and fallen and has destroyed your heart, okay, yes, feel that. Be sad, be angry, go through the emotions, and then take those emotions Put them into your spirit, man, where they're redeemed, and then get over it and move on. Put your big boy pants on, your big girl pants on, and trust again. Get back to it because we need good leaders. We do need good leaders. And we need people who are going to bring kingdom to earth, not wait to escape this place, right? But, you know, it's not sexy if someone dies having always done the right thing. (laughs) Nobody's going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Can't be too sexy in the kingdom, I guess. All right, guys, thank you. Hey, if you're watching this, it's patreon.com slash Black or join thejourneyman.com. You can hear all of our past stuff at garyandlisablack.com. So you can much support good stuff. us there. Yep. You can become part of our team. We're going to sound out a killer uh, newsletter for the month of November. Uh-oh. So if you want to join that, you can do, join that at garyandlisablack.com as well. Thanks, babe. This is fun. Love you. Let's keep going. Okay. All right.